So I, I know for some of you, you, you might be a little bit like me. Like I get fired up at the beginning of the year, not saying that I love resolutions, but I love the beginning of the new year because it's a time for me to think about growing. I want to grow as a follower of Jesus. I want to grow as a husband. I want to grow in my ability to lead and have relationships with people. So for me, I, I kind of like that, that break at the end of the year, rest, decompress, come back, and hey, let's grow. But some of you might be like Mama, and you might be thinking, I'm going to be the same person. I'm not going to change. And uh, hopefully those limiting beliefs aren't going to keep you from growing. Hopefully you do think, man, I can grow. God can grow me. And so I've been thinking over the break and talking with different people and just asking them, hey, how's God growing you? How, what has really contributed to you growing? And what does the Bible have to say about how we grow? So if you've got a Bible, open with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. So Peter, obviously one of the, the closest followers of Jesus, he wrote this letter to a group of exiled Christians who are facing persecution throughout the Roman Empire, and he wants to help them endure. He wants to help them keep the faith and finish uh, with their faith in Jesus intact. So we're going to pick up and we're going to learn how God, through Peter, told this group of exiled Christians how they could grow. So 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 22, this is the word of God. Since you have purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth, so that you show sincere brotherly love for each other, from a pure heart, love one another constantly. So Peter wanted this group of Christians to love each other constantly. Why? Verse 23, because you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. So Peter told this group of Christians, hey man, you guys need to love each other passionately, fervently, constantly be showing love. Why? Because you've been born again. In other words, who you were before Jesus, the kinds of things you thought and desired and did, the kind of heart that you had, disobedient, rebellious heart against God, spiritually dead heart, that's not you anymore. You're not that person anymore. You've been born again. God's given you a new heart. He has cleansed you and forgiven you and filled you with the Holy Spirit so that you can become a different person. You've been born again. That's what it means to be a Christian. If you haven't been born again, then you're not a Christian. Jesus told Nicodemus that you can't enter into the kingdom of God unless you've been born again. And so every person that has come into a relationship with God through Jesus has been born again. If you're a Christian today, you've been born again. You have a new heart, and the Holy Spirit lives in you. But how did you become born again? How, how did I get born again? Well, we were born again, Peter told them, through the living and enduring Word of God. The Word of God caused us to be born again. It's not perishable, it's imperishable. It's living, it's enduring. The Word of God, in a sense, got you and me in. Got us into a right relationship with God. Got us into the family of God. And so because we've been born again into the family of God, we show brotherly love and sisterly love to one another as God's children, right? So I think this is important because we need to understand that the Word of God got us in. I think about 
Paul to Timothy in, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, a verse that we're probably v- very familiar with, many of us that have grown up in church or been a Christian for a while, that all Scripture is inspired by God, that it's profitable for teaching, correcting, rebuking, training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, fully equipped to do good works, right? Like we've heard that when we, when we think about the Bible. But the verse just before it, verse 15, it's not usually quoted as much. And Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures. You've known the sacred scriptures. And the scriptures have given you wisdom for salvation through faith in Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God. So so what's the point I'm making here? What Peter's telling this group of exiled Christians is, guys, you got in by the word. How? Because when you, you read these scriptures and it talked about the Messiah, it pointed you, the written word of God pointed you to the living word of God, Jesus Christ. The word who was God and was with God became flesh and dwelt among us. The scriptures pointed you to Jesus. The scriptures helped you to understand, I can't save myself. I'm a broken person. I'm sinful. I'm separated from God, and I need somebody to save me. The written word pointed you to faith in the living word. And so the word of God got you in. That's really important. And he goes on to talk about this living word, verse 24. Peter said, for all flesh, meaning like humans, our, our human nature, we, we, we're in these fleshly bodies, right? All flesh, all people are like grass. Huh? <laughs> and all its glory like a flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower falls. But the word of the Lord endures forever. So Peter told this group of Christians, hey, love each other because you've been born again by the living and enduring Word of God. The Word of God got you in, and it's not like us. It's not like our fleshly bodies. We're going to live. This life is a vapor, is real short, is real quick, and then we're done. We're not permanent. I was talking with my father-in-law, Greg, and we celebrated his birthday a couple nights ago. He's turning 59. And I know for some of you, you're like, oh, 59 is a spring chicken. Others of you, you're like, what? How does, how does someone live that long? But um, he's turning 59, and so he, he was really reflecting on how fast life has gone. And he was just talking about, he was like, man, you know, when you're 30, life, you know, it, it, it's moving, but, you know, it doesn't really seem that fast. But he said, my 40s, they were just here and then gone. And he said, my 50s, I felt like they just got here. And now I'm about to be 60 next year. Uh, I know for, you know, we've probably heard this before, but it's, it's like the speed limit, right? Like when you're 20, it feels like you're moving 20 miles an hour. When you're 50, it feels like you're moving 50 miles an hour. When you're 60, it feels like you're moving 60 miles an hour. And so we understand we're not permanent. We're here and then we're gone. And so just like grass It has a season where it's green and it's vibrant. It grows up just like the flower. The flower's tall and beautiful and vibrant. And then the grass withers. It dies. The flower that was once beautiful, it falls. However, the Word of God isn't like that. The Word of God is living and enduring and lasting forever. And so flesh is for now. God's Word is forever. Forever. 
And so Peter says, you've got in by the Word of God. The Word of God got you in. And the Word of God, it's living, it's enduring, it's not going to fade. This Word is the gospel that was proclaimed to you. And now he says the implications of this results in a changed way of living. So chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, in light of the Word of God, the living, enduring Word of God, causing you to be born again, getting you in, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. So you, you got to get rid of all this stuff. you got to get rid of who you used to be and put off the old self. And here's what you need to do positively. Verse 2, like newborn infants, desire the pure milk of the Word. Desire the pure milk of the Word. Why? Why should we desire and crave and hunger for the pure milk of God's Word? So that by it, by the Word of God, you may grow up into your salvation if you have tasted that the Lord is good. And so here's, I think, a really, really important truth from Scripture, that not only does God's Word get you in, but God's Word grows you up. The Word of God is central to you coming to faith, to saying, God, I'm broken, I'm sinful, I need Jesus to save me. Some of you, you're there this morning. You need to be born again. You need to cry out to God and say, God, I'm done living this old sinful way. Please change me, save me, give me a new heart. Some of you need to put your faith in Jesus and be saved this morning. Some of you need to be baptized this morning. Someone's already planning to do that in second service. Praise God. It's going to be awesome. But some of us, you've been born again. Some of you, you've been born again for years, for decades. And yet you're still immature. You still, you still really don't know God's Word. You still really aren't obeying God's Word. Like you're, you're actually living different now. Not, you, you still got the same strongholds, the same generational sin, the same disbelief and lack of faith. The Word got you in, but the Word hasn't grown you up into your salvation. And I think part of, part of it is because, to be honest, and, and, my, and I'm going to critique myself in this, but I think it's true in a broader sense of just the church in general in North America, is we, depending on the circle you run in, there's a lot of emphasis on getting you in. There's a lot of emphasis on getting you in. And there should be, because people are lost. They're in the kingdom of darkness. They're oppressed by the devil. We need to get people in. We need to help people put their faith in Jesus and be baptized. Yes, of course. But how much emphasis do we put on growing us up? That it's essential that we mature, that we become more like Jesus. How much emphasis is placed on the need to grow? And I think there's a couple of mental barriers. Like, well, Preston, of course I'm growing up. I've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years. Just because you've been spiritually born again, and it's been 20, 30, 40 years, that doesn't mean that you've actually grown up into your salvation. You can be very old physically and yet very immature spiritually. So I think that's one thing is, well, Preston, this doesn't apply to me because I'm old. Well, you might be old and you might be really spiritually immature and you might need to grow up into your salvation. Um, I think for some of us, we think, well, Preston, there's just two categories of people. There's people who are lost, and there's people who are saved. I'm not a lost person. I'm a saved person. So, of course, 
I'm mature. Of course I've grown up. And yet we all know that it's true that there's not just those who are lost and those who are saved, and there's just two options so you should feel good about yourself. It's that there's those who are hot, those who are cold, and those who are lukewarm. It's possible, Paul says in 1 Corinthians, to not be a mature Christian, but to be a carnal Christian. So yeah, you can be saved, and you can still be worldly. That was his charge against the church in Corinth. You're worldly. You're behaving in a worldly way. And some of you this morning, you're born again. The Spirit of God is in you. You're forgiven of your sin. You're right with God. You have a relationship with God, and yet you're not growing up through the Word. So we've, we've got to understand that the wor- God's Word helps us grow up. 